Listen to Pastor Franz for the unadulterated word of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth, unraveling mysteries, and preaching Jesus Christ as God Almighty. Today's message. <laughs> then he said, America, Israel, Britain, when there's war, they bring gun to fight. And then Africans are calling Jesus. You can't even differentiate between national warfare and spiritual warfare. You can't differentiate. There is national warfare. There is physical warfare. And that is why there are police stations. And we don't pray. When we catch thief, we take them to police station. Because that is what should be done by law, physical. So there are soldiers. Being a soldier is not unchristian. And so just carry physical guns. So it doesn't make you unchristian to shoot during battle as a soldier. But you wish it, the battle never came. But if the battle had come and you must defend your nation as a Christian, you must shoot. Because that is what you are employed to do. Praise the Lord. Wisdom is profitable to what? To direct See, Christianity, to my judgment, is the sweetest thing, the most sensible thing that has happened to our world. Christianity. Because when you look at the basis of Christianity, what is addressing is love of God. For God so loved the world. What could be, what could be better than this? That is what Christianity is. Love. You see, Africa, we have issues. One of the issues we have is that hatred is in the heart of majority of Africans to their neighbors. I saw something on the net and I, I laughed. And it looked like it is true. Somebody said, an African was asked that they want to give him a gift. But whatever gift they give him, his brother will have two. So if they give you a house, your brother will have two houses. They give you a car, your brother will have two cars. Whatever good thing they give you, your brother will have two. The man looks at it, oh, ah, this thing. If I get one house, my brother will have two. It means that it's bigger than me. I get one car, my brother will have two. It means he's richer than me. What can I ask? Now, even if my brother has two, I'll still be better than him. It's too dull. He said, okay, I ask that you remove one of my eye. Because when they remove one of his eye, what happened to his brother? <laughs> that is the black man. We compete with our neighbors rather than looking forward to see how we can develop life for both of us or we and our neighbors to enjoy. So before the whites came, Africans had slaves in their homes. Is somebody hearing? That one is a white man that did it. Right now, go to some homes and see how house helps are treated. Is it a white man that did that too? There is a mindset or a mentality or a character that makes us poor. There is, there is a character in us. Because the one who doesn't want his brother to count ten will remain on nine. 
There is a character in us that our success is not about me going forward. Our success is about my brother falling. You get a point? So when you pull him down, then you have succeeded. That is Africa. We should look inward and see where our problem is and stop looking for how to blame some people or blame the Bible. People who blame the Bible for their issues, they are lazy. So they must get somebody to blame. Praise the Lord. When Jesus said, free ye ye receive, freely ye give, he was not talking about material things. Bible is a material thing. Because the paper that was used to publish the Bible was bought. How can I buy paper to publish Bible and I give it free? Does it make sense? So if somebody is talking like that, you know that he's an African. Correct, correct. Original. <laughs> you see, when you pass, when you drive on the street, see how many beggars are in Africa? Because the mentality is from the grassroots to the top. Begging lifestyle. Even our, our leaders, they go to them to ask grant. You should, feel, you should feel inferior to go to somebody and ask him to give you grant. When you have a land that every other thing you can think of is there. But we have a begging lifestyle. If it's free, you give, give us Bible for free. Abba, the paper, was it free? The printing machine, was it free? The workers that worked, were they working for free? That is why we are remaining the way we are. And it is difficult to change our minds. I'm not generalizing it. The majority, like the one who spoke, they don't think. Because if you think deeply, there are certain things that will not even come out of your mouth. Not because you are able to gather congregation so you can speak. Now, let me educate him. The Bible contains letter information and spirit information. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. What does he say? He said, Who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter but of the spirit. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. So when you take the Bible, there is the letter, physical things you read. And there is a spirit which your spirit draws from the physical information. That is what you'll be giving freely because you receive freely. Not the letter that have been printed. But the revelations that you drew from it that changed your life. That made you who you are. You don't sell it. You give it free. That is what is called freely you receive. Freely you give. Not because you bought a Bible. So you should give the Bible out free. It is dumb people that think that way. The Bible is a material thing. Every material thing on earth is bought with cash. But the revelation that you drew from the Bible is not material. The revelation that I drew from the Bible that I can stand here and say for 31 years I have not been sick. That is what I will also give to you for free. And I won't charge you for anything because I also receive it by grace. <laughs> is that right? Praise the Lord. Now let me show you some of the things we are talking about here. Acts chapter 8 verse 17 I read to 20. Then laid they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. 
And when Simon saw, that is the sorcerer, Simon, saw that through laying of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Did you follow it? Saying, give me also the power that on whomsoever I lay my hands, may, he may receive the Holy Ghost. And Peter said unto him, thy money perish with thee. Because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. You see the point now. So what was a man coming to buy? Spiritual gift. Spiritual blessing. And he was bringing money to purchase. Peter said, you don't think. That you think what made them speak in tongues and made them receive the Holy Spirit, it is money they used to buy. Your money perish with you. So this is what he's talking about. That you give it out for free. If the man had not brought money and had desired, Peter wouldn't have spoken this way. Right? Because you don't buy this with money. When Jesus sent them and told them freely you receive freely give, he sent them to go and heal and go and teach. That is the free thing that they should give. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 10 from verse 7. And as he go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out the devils. Freely ye have received. Freely give. You follow it? They didn't say go and give them Bible because... We are Christians, so give them Bible free. No, that's all he says. Say, go and heal for free. Go and teach the word for free. Go and deliver the people for free. Because you receive free power from me, go and give it out for free. That is what he's talking about. <laughs> so when people interpret the Bible in a foolish way and, and publish it on the, on the social media and people begin to clap for them, look, one thing people who clap for such people don't know is that when you applaud someone who consciously knows he is blaspheming God, listen carefully. Some of these people, they are agents. They consciously know that they have an assignment to make Christians throw the Bible away. And you know, the Bible says, whosoever despises the word shall be destroyed. So if you join, then you are aligning yourself for destruction. Did I say something? If you join, that someone is speaking and is blaspheming. Jesus said, whoever blasphemed the Holy Spirit, it shall not be forgiven him. So be careful. There was one of those guys like that on the net, on Pastor Stephen's um, friends list. And every time he's lambasting Pastor Stephen, apparently he knew him. I know Pastor Stephen is my son. So, but I got angry. Who is this guy? So I think about three or four times I sent message. I wrote it myself. I said, Pastor Stephen, send it to him. All the foolish things he was saying, I was giving him answers. The next time we wouldn't hear the guy again, I asked Pastor, he said, the guy is dead. The guy is dead. I just prayed that he gave his life to Christ before he died. God, he was, pastors are eating their money. We are imported the gods of the white. And you know, people who think that they are being black activists. It's so funny. Go to America and see how many blacks are Christians doing very well. I'm not even talking about preachers. They are good 
Christians. I just mentioned one of them, Ben Carson. So if there are a few black ignorants who have chosen against Christianity, doesn't make Christianity the white man's Christianity. Praise the Lord. Spiritual people know that the Holy Ghost wrote the Bible because the Bible is known by encounter. Do you understand that? It's known by what? Encounter. God is known by encounter. It's not by, by what you hear or by what people say. You know God by encounter. If you encounter God, you will know him. Look at the scriptures about Saul of Tarsus. This one was going opposite God. He was killing Christians. And for someone who was agitating to go and seek for authority to that whenever he sees Christians, he will bring them and then finish them like they killed Stephen. He was on that journey and he had an encounter with Jesus and he made a U-turn. And then he started preaching Bible. What changed him? Look, it is a historic fact that Jesus lived on this planet Earth. It's on records. It's a historic fact that someone lived who was called Christ. I'm not talking about Bible. History books that were called Christ and was killed with criminals. And he was buried in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph of Arimathea was a very honorable person. So his name is in history. It's a historic fact that Pontius Pilate killed somebody who was called king of the Jews. These are historic facts. So anybody who says Jesus is not, you know that he's, he doesn't even read. Did I say something? Now, there are books with Jesus' story in them. History books. That is why some people say the Bible is a history book. The Bible, hello, is not a history book. Because which history book can you quote from to attack Satan? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? When Satan met with Jesus, he went to the history book and said it is written. Three times. And the devil liberated him. Which history book can do that? So when people talk, and they are talking out of ignorance, just laugh and go. But let them know that they need to learn some more. It's out of ignorance. Africans are like this. And the whites are like that. Now, you see, let's put emotions aside. Eh? The whites, they look down on us. It's true. And I am a very strong black personality. I believe in who I am. But you see, wrong is wrong. Right is right. That you are using a, a right thing wrongly does not make that thing wrong. The reason Africans were enslaved is not because of the Bible. It's because Africans have the mentality of slavery. And so it is easier for them to be enslaved. Do you understand that? If somebody is accusing you of something, take your time and look at that person very well. You realize that what he's accusing you of, he is either doing it or he is capable of doing it. Because if you are not capable of doing something, it will not cross your mind unless you have pure evidence. It will not cross your mind that that person will do it. So most of the time, Africans talk against the whites and all because what we are is what we are exhibiting. What we are. Our presidents were once 
ordinary Ghanaians. Who, am I saying something? So they were like me. They were like you. But we put them there. We gave them an opportunity of power. Then what is inside them started coming out. Because now power is in their hands. This is an opportunity. What will you use the power for? I will use it to steal the country's money. Or I will use it to help the country. That one too. Is it a white man that did it? It is what is in us. Praise the Lord. Did I say something? Because of our character, we are not ready to allow the Holy Spirit to help us to change our lives. Because the Holy Spirit transforms. You know, the Bible talks about being not conformed to this world, right? Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is our problem. Africa, our minds should be renewed. Renewal of mind. That is where it starts from. When my brother is doing well, I am doing well with him. In 1957, didn't Ghana have independence? Who led? Who led the independence of Ghana? Nkrumah. Today, whose picture is on our city? Big six. Do you know why? Nobody wants to accept one leader. Everybody wants to be leader. You, you get what I'm saying? So when somebody says, oh, Nkrumah, hey, no, no, it's not only Nkrumah. It's my uncle or my brother or my... So to make it easy for everybody, Trinity, everybody join. And so big six. Because somebody feels if Nkrumah alone is giving the praise, yeah, it's for his family. That's why they will say, I will a near president. So when you go there, you must steal. Did I say something? When Nkrumah was president, his town was in Crawford. He didn't do anything there. But the things Nkrumah did, up till now, that's what we are enjoying. Nkrumah was overthrown in 1966. 1966, the Temamoto way, the cars fly all the time. That is where uh, trailers and articulators pass most. Some of the roads that are done in town, they said the articulators are spoiling the roads. But they pass from Temamoto way all the time. That motorway there is, is older than so many Ghanaians. Nkrumah did it before they overthrew him in 1966. So you can imagine. That motorway is still the same. It's still the same. And that man had nothing in his town. These are leaders that we should hail. Do you know who overthrew Nkrumah? Afrifa, Kotoka, and some of them. What is our, the name of our airport? Kotoka International Airport. He was the first to carry guns to overthrow government in Ghana. The airport is named after him. I'm not a politician, but you see, I'm telling you what is in us. Up till now, Kotoka International Airport, and when they remove Kotoka's name from there, you'll be surprised how many airways will stand up. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's like, ah, our man's name has been removed. 
Everybody wants some recognition for himself. But when we rule this nation like that, we can't go forward. The one who knows how to do it, put him there. If he wins, every one of us is won. But everybody wants to score their goal, including the goalkeeper. So when they play, peep, goalkeeper to run from the post, he's going to score. What will happen to our team? Praise the Lord. That is the African for you. I'm telling you the truth. During that time, I was, I was checking certain jobs that some of my colleagues did, and I saw one, I was laughing. This young man illustrated two goats, two goats. He goats, you know, the ones that have, and then they were hungry, and they tied, they had rope tied to, to them like that, you know, so they have the strength they could go. So while they were going, this man saw one fine bush here, that is their food that he could eat. The other one who saw one here, you understand what I'm talking about? So, bush, bush. This one saw it, he was rushing to go and eat. This one saw it, he was rushing to go and eat. And they started pulling themselves, and they were not reaching the bush. They were both hungry. They pulled and pulled and pulled. They got tired, and they went to sit down. They were hungry. Then they looked at each other. The one said, are we not being stupid? Let's go and eat your own. And when we finish, we go and eat your own. Simple logic that will not make Africa sweat. Because of selfishness, everybody wants his own. You know our politics, how it goes. I must vote for a gun man because I'm a gun. I must vote for an Ashanti man because I'm Ashanti. I must go vote for an Ewe man because I'm an Ewe. That is what directs our politics. But not because the guy is competent. When we decide, listen carefully, which may not happen so soon, but when we decide to cancel tribes in Ghana and see each and every one as a Ghanaian, Ghana will go forward. Ghana will go forward. And the same way, when we stop looking at the whites to blame them, do you know why the whites are enjoying Africa? Because we are divided. When I'm divided with you, an outsider will come and will siphon from me because I think I have a friend in him. And when we're united, when they come, they also, they listen to us. But we are divided. So they will take one unscrupulous leader and then feed his mind with foolishness. And say, ah, you'll be richer than all of them. Why don't you allow them? So, a, a contract that could be given to a Ghanaian to do, because a Chinese man will give me kickback. Let me give him. And then when they give them, they say, the kickback is not much. He say, ah, it's not much. It should bring more. He say, if I have to bring more, the quality will reduce. I reduce the quality. Do you understand that now? This is Africa. So, let's stop blaming these people. Praise the Lord. I'm sorry I have to go this way. But when I became a Christian, as a young Christian, I didn't know anything. One day I slept. And while I was sleeping, I saw, as it is written in my dream, my, some of my dreams don't come like story. It comes like pictures. I saw in my dream Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Then I woke up. Matthew, I know it's from the Bible. So I went to check what is there. Then I saw, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. 
that proceeded out of the mouth of God. If it's not spirit that showed that to me, who could have done that? That is enough for me to know that the Bible, there is a spirit behind it. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. From that day, I made up my mind as a young Christian, before I eat food, I will read the Bible. That is today why I'm standing here. You get the point now? Now, if the Bible is not spirit words, for 31 years, will I be healthy? Now, I stand here and always declare no one will die young. No one will die young. No one will die young. At least you have been here with me for quite a long time. There are people who have been here with me for 20 years and all. How many funerals have you attended in this church? Now, from this church member. How come that when people rather leave the church, they go and die? At least we can count them, isn't it? If the spirit is not in it, why is it happening that way? If there is no spirit connected to Bible, how come that people who rose against me, they died? Without me getting involved, without me quarreling with them, some of them I didn't even know. Huh? There was a Buddhist who was angry with me. The following week, I, was heard that, I heard that he's dead. There were some people who were gathering in a shop to talk against our meetings. The following week, their shop got bent. Without me getting involved. How? Our landlord was playing some game around us. When I went to meet him, he said, hey, in me, I'm the alpha and omega of this house. If you, if you don't comply with me, I can remove you. He died. There was somebody who was at a boss. He's among those who you see on television all the time. He came and said, do you know how many churches have closed in this, in this town? Do you know how many churches? And then he came to barricade our church. He died of retinal cancer. All these things are not made up. They are real stories. A judge lambasted me in court. The following two weeks, they collected her license. I'm not saying all these things to make me feel any special. I'm saying this to, to, for us to know that the Bible, there is a spirit behind it. There is a spirit behind the Bible. If somebody tells you the Bible is written by King James, and you believe it, you are a fool. Or maybe you've not had encounters. I've had several, several, several encounters. If I start writing them, you will be shocked. If I start mentioning them, several. I bet you know that, yeah, this is God. This is God. If God was not dead, this wouldn't have happened. If God was not dead, this would have happened. If God was not dead, this wouldn't have happened. When I was giving birth to my children, the first two were females. And then someone came and told me that before you have a boy, you will sweat. I don't know why, but the person said so. And the person was related. And then I looked at my wife's elder sister. She had girls. I said, ah, what is this person talking about? Then I said, you are lying. We'll have it to be a boy. At that time, my wife was pregnant. After I said that thing, she fell down and miscarried. Then it's like, hey, why did she? I said, because that was coming a girl. She took seed again, and it was a boy. <laughs> and you say there's nothing in the Bible. There are some people who know what to say. Oh, after everything done, and then we have traveled, we have come to Ghana and all. 
she took seed again, even though there was family planning in place. And then I remember that this is to prove that what I did was not a guesswork. So I said, now we, I named the child again in the womb. Because the first one, I named the child in the womb. I named the child again in the womb. And every morning, I'll call the child. Every morning, I'll call the child. And when he was born, he was a boy again. And where am I basing my faith on? The same Bible that King James wrote. So you like, take it as King James' own and do what you like. Look, you see, worshiping God is first and foremost personal before it becomes congregational. So Christianity <laughs> is a thing of conscience and wisdom. What did I call it? Conscience and wisdom. Your conscience tells you this is God. Wow. That was Pastor Franz, the Apostle of Diversity. For more of Pastor Franz's messages, you can also subscribe to Diversity Broadcasting Network on YouTube. Jesus is God Almighty.